Welcome to the Get Active Podcast, where we bring you all things sport, fitness, and outdoors. Good. Alrighty, welcome to the show. We have John Kennedy Jr. from NSA Hockey today on the Get Active Podcast. Welcome to the show, mate. How's it going, Joel? How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Now, you're not originally from Newcastle. Tell us where you grew up. Uh, yes, even though uh, my accent is you know, very hard in American, I still have an Australian uh, inflection at the end. But uh, no, I'm from uh, Michigan, so from the U.S., which uh, is a state uh, pretty much bordering Canada. So sometimes I get uh, mixed in with uh, the Canadians. But I'm from Saginaw, Michigan, which is a small town, probably about an uh, hour and a half north of Detroit, which is probably about 45 minutes uh, north of Flint. So that's where I was born and raised. Born and raised there. Now, um, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, uh, sports and things like that. Oh, uh, look, I was always an active kid growing up. Um, pretty much it's just my mind is going at 100 miles per hour. And my mom and dad saw that. So they knew like they had to get me into activities just to keep me occupied. Um, I used to run around the house. I would spin around a chair and I had, yeah, just crazy stuff. But anywho, um, originally like I got into soccer I think uh no actually I got into hockey as my first sport so essentially like we did swimming and things like that but first competitive like team sport was ice hockey and that all started when like I kept begging my dad to take us to a uh, public skating so there was a, uh, a local commercial for the rink in our town and you know I would always see it on tv while watching cartoons and I kept begging my dad like take us skating so eventually he took us to the rink and you know, you're at a public session, first time on the ice, so I looked like Bambi on ice. It was awful. It was atrocious, but I still had a good time. And afterwards, there was a high school hockey game. So uh, if you can imagine little JFK tiptoeing, trying to look into the glass, and uh, someone got smashed right in front of me. And then I looked to my dad. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, well, it's, it's hockey. I'm like, that's what I want to do. And look, ever since then, it's been kind of, you know, puck, hockey pucks and sticks flowing through my veins. But uh, along with hockey, I've also played uh, soccer. And pretty much when it came down to soccer, like, I did very well at that. Uh, I was pretty naturally talented at it, um, just competitive. I've always been a, com- a competitor on the field. But uh, I got to a point where, you know, hockey was taking so much time. So I think I played soccer from, like, 8 to 12 uh, because they were kind of during the same season. And then I've also played baseball. So um, because baseball is a summer sport, hockey being more of a winter sport, uh, being able to play baseball gave me a sport to play in the spring when I wasn't uh, in the rink. Cool. So how did you end up playing hockey in Australia? Um, yeah, so, you know, I climbed the ranks going back home. So back home, I played uh, AAA hockey, which is like the highest for juniors. Uh, from AAA, I ended up playing junior hockey in the North American Hockey League. So I did three seasons there. Um, Sault Ste. Marie, Cleveland, Ohio, and then my last year was in St. Louis. And then I got a college commitment to go to uh, RPI, which is short for Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, uh, Division One school out east, out east in Albany, New York. <laughs> and uh, we compete against teams like uh, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, all the Ivy Leagues. But uh, after college, uh, I did a year of semi-pro in Dayton, Ohio for the Dayton Gems. And then Essentially, when you're in semi-pro, like in the NHL, it's glamorous because once you sign a contract, you know, you get to play hockey. That's all you have to focus on. Even in the AHL, which is like a step down from the NHL, um, you sign contracts big enough to take care of you for 
you know, the whole year and not just uh, during the season. But when you kind of go, you know, double A hockey where I was playing in the CHL, essentially in the summers, you got to find a job or you got to do something. So I didn't want to go back home because I'm like, um, like 23, 24, like I've already graduated college. I don't feel like living in my parents' basement for, you know, the next four to five months before the season starts. So me and my buddy, he's like, Hey man, there's a league out in Australia. You want to check it out? And I'm like, sure. Why not? You know, they take care of your flights, accommodations. So it it was kind of a no brainer. So you just send out your hockey resume to every team. And uh, I got hits coming back from uh, Canberra, Newcastle and uh, Perth. But since me and my buddy were a package deal, we both said, uh, you know, we go to Canberra. And essentially, yeah, I, I played one season in Canberra. I had a blast in Canberra during the winter, which is unheard of. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I had a great time there. And then essentially the next season uh, going into North American was the year of the, of the NHL lockout. So I think that was like 2012, 2013, where like probably about the first third of the season was uh, locked out because of player contracts. So you had the whole trickle-down effect. Like, you had players like Pat Kane playing in the U.K. Uh, you had, like, NHL players playing down. So, the year before, I had a double-A contract. And going into the next season, I only had a single-A. And, look, you know, at the end of the day, I did get my education. So, I didn't have to grind it out in uh, semi-pros for the rest of my career just to make uh, 200 bucks, uh, 200 bucks a week. So, I decided, hey, Australia is an amazing place and I want to be here. So, eventually I just called up uh, the Newcastle North Stars uh, GM, Gary, and said if he still wanted me for the next season. He said yes, uh, got a job here, and I guess the rest is kind of history. Awesome. So here's sort of 2012, 2013, still here in Newcastle now. Um, Tell us some of your highlights, I guess, in the Australian Hockey League. Uh, In the AIHL, it's like – it's given me so many opportunities. One, just being a part of this league and watching it ex- expand and grow and watching um, the talent here grow. Um, I've been able to be a part of a few uh, all-star games and all-star competitions. Um, I've won the uh, good all cup twice with Newcastle in 2015 and 2016. So, and um, I've also been selected to play for our men's national team. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go, but, um, yeah, it's it's been pretty cool. So I would say those rank amongst uh, the highlights. But the the biggest thing for me is just just seeing this league grow and seeing hockey grow in general in this country. One of the biggest things, I guess, with you helping to grow the sport, especially here in Newcastle, um, the NSA. Now, you're a big part of this. What is the NSA, and and how did you get started with it? So essentially, uh, one of the, uh, I guess, biggest icons in Newcastle hockey, um, as I forget his name, Rob Stark, he uh, was the captain or between him and Ray. And essentially, he got me connected with Dave Ferrari. Uh, Dave Ferrari, while I was playing in Canberra, I think he was overseas. And he did probably about like a seven, eight year stint in Calgary, where he was coaching a team in a Alberta and the Alberta Junior Hockey League. And, you know, he had a, a deep passion for having an, acad- an ice hockey academy in Australia. And essentially for me, ever since I was like seven, eight years old, or probably about 10 years old, um, and I'll, I'll take you a long story. I'll try to make a long story short. When I was 10, um, I tried out for my first AAA team. Uh, I was crushing it back in my, you know, my club team back at my local rink, but, you know, my parents wanted to give me more. They saw that I loved the sport. They saw that, 
you know, I could do something with it. So I tried out for my first AAA team and I got cut, which was kind of like a culture shock to me because I'm like, but I'm like really good. And they're like, yeah, you're good, but you're not good enough for our team. So that summer, spent most of my time shooting pogs, rollerblading, doing all that. But I did two hockey camps. And after doing those camps and coming back in the fall, I was one of, if not the best player on the team. So then that really flipped a switch in my head that if I focus on my development, I can become a better player and then keep climbing the ranks. Well, I've been doing hockey camps ever since I was a kid. And then once I got around 16, 17, 18, then I started helping out with camps. And for me, there's no better feeling than helping give someone like a little tip, not changing everything completely, but just a little bit of a tweak in their technique and then having them do that little change and then seeing them have success. And then that look on their face, like I love seeing others succeed and I, I love helping others. So I've always known from a young age, I'm like, I love hockey camps. I'm like, I want to take hockey as far as I can, but I want to develop players. I find a lot of fun in that. And so I brought my passion with me. And then, you know, I was connected with Dave Ferrari through Rob Stark. And, you know, we initially started NSA as North Stars Academy. That's where NSA originated from. But, you know, being here in Australia, knowing that, you know, there's a limited amount of hockey players here. Um, look, if I was back home in the States, there would be eight to six, like eight to a eight hundred to a thousand players in one region that you can, you know, tap into. Where here, our whole youth program in Australia, junior players playing ice hockey is only a thousand. So that's across the whole nation. So we knew that our, our business model kind of had to change from just being Newcastle based to being a national brand. So that's where we took National Sport Academy uh, NSA, and you know, we kind of just grew up from there. And, you know, ever since Dave and I started this in 2013, uh, we added Matt Lindsay onto the team uh, short, shortly after, maybe like six months because, you know, he wanted to be a part of it. And it's just been growing ever since. Uh, we, we've been able to develop players in Newcastle and New South Wales. So all it's in Sydney, Coffs Harbor. Uh, you go up the coast and Gold Coast, Brisbane. You go all the way up to Darwin. We've been in Perth. We've been in Melbourne. Uh, we haven't done Adelaide yet, but, um, you know, we've been in all those regions. So it's uh, it's definitely gone from more than just being somewhere at the Hunter Ice Skating Stadium to being something where we help players nationally. That's awesome. So players all around the country uh, obviously can tune into your videos and, and things online as well. Um, now, for our locals here in Newcastle, uh, what do you offer for them during the week? Is there somewhere where a new person can come and try. What's the process there? Yeah, and that's that's one of the biggest things um, for all rinks and for all hockey programs is allowing people to have no idea what ice hockey is because you ask most people in Australia that there's ice hockey here and they have no idea. But having something where anyone can walk off the street, come into the rink, try ice hockey and be taught properly. So like you mentioned, we have a learn to play program that runs, it coincides with the, the school term. So whenever the school term's going, that's when our classes are going on as well. And it's always on Monday nights at 5.45 PM at the Hunter Ice Skating Stadium. And there we have, we have our junior coaches, we have senior coaches, we have some of, some of the best coaches this rink has seen helping out. And this is our way of giving back to the hockey community and helping it grow. So people, if you, they have no hockey background, they can join into this and hop on the ice. 
they can skate, there's equipment, there's helmets, there's gloves, knee pads, elbow pads, we have sticks. So look, they can come in literally from off of a surf, thongs and a board, board shorts, and we can get them on the ice, get them trying ice hockey. So yeah, that's what we do for, to help grow the game here locally. And, and that's not just for juniors, is it? It can be any ages. Yeah, exactly. Any age, um, as young as you want to, as old as you want. Yeah, it's, it's open to everyone. I remember a few years back, um, there was a, a gentleman playing, I, I believe Rob was in his 70s and still playing. Um, that was pretty fantastic to see. He was part of the Australian team, I believe. Um, it's pretty cool to watch uh, someone, you know, skate around and still play at that age. Uh, yeah, I think you're talking about Rob Duhurst. Yep, sure um, I am. And yeah, he, yeah, and he, yeah, local legend. And like you said, it, it's something that I, I can imagine. Once, once the hockey bug bites you, it just stays with you. And you know, you have, you hear that all the time, like especially in Canada, where players will be seventies, eighties, and they're they're still strapping on the pads, putting on the skates, and uh, and having a go. So it's, it's that type of sport. Awesome. Now, you guys also are seen doing some tours. Um, you did, I think you've done a couple of tours overseas with uh, some junior teams. What's the process um, with that one? So, um, so we do something for juniors, and then we kind of have more of like a, a fantasy tour with senior players. But for the juniors, um, we've, we've dabbled a bit, but we haven't really gone full pot committed to it. But now, going into this year, we are. And we've done some local tournaments like in Melbourne. And then we did one that was in Dunedin, um, New Zealand. And essentially it was just, you know, a local tournament. It's called the Pee Wee International. So we've taken a team there. Um, and pretty much that tournament kind of floats around between New Zealand and Australia. Um, our first year when we did it in Dunedin, we got, you know, a bronze medal, which wasn't bad. But this past year, uh, when it was in Melbourne last year, uh, we uh, took gold. So that was great. But Essentially, we have a, thing, a team called NSA Selects where we select players from all over the country and it gives them a higher level of training and coaching and, and it and gives them that, that platform to be able to, to elevate their game. Between myself, between Dave Ferrari, the, the amount of knowledge and the amount of exposure that we've had to the elite level of ice hockey across the world, especially in North America, we want to project that here to our players. Um, like, I understand that, you know, not every player here is going to be a Nathan Walker and make it to the NHL. However, I do see players that have the talent that if given, you know, the right pathway mixed with hard work, um, these players can get college scholarships, play junior hockey, uh, play pro hockey overseas. And a lot of the times it's just having a pathway. Um, sometimes you see talented players at the age of 10, 11, 12, and they're not essentially they're not mentored the right way so that once they get around 14, 15, that they can go overseas and then try it. Or sometimes they go overseas at 14, 15, or even 16. And it's such a culture shock that their mom and dad spend 30, 40, $50,000 for them to go overseas. And then they come back mediocrely better. And sometimes they're like, Oh, this is too much. I can't make it. And they, they, they almost defeat themselves. So essentially what we want to do is, make it an easier transition for these players and make it easier for mom and dad to invest into them without throwing out 40 to $50,000 just to see and try, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, you guys are offering quite a fair bit with your training and things like that and knowledge uh, to get there. Not only, you know, on the ice, you guys offer some programming for off the ice as well. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And <laughs> yeah, no, you're really getting into it, but it's about being, we want our players to be athletes. I mean, so often when you think of hockey, you're thinking about on the ice, but being a hockey player is being an athlete first. It's being able to do a proper squad. It's being able to control your body. It's having a strong core, having balance and coordination with your movements. So, you know, we, we did an online program that, you know, has a kit where you have, you know, your hurdles, agility ladders, some cones, and it comes with an amazing program uh, done by uh, PK Performance, a guy that I know out of uh, the Sydney area. And essentially, that's what we want. We want players to be doing, like, when they come to our camps, they're smashed with off ice. And a lot of players, it's like, they don't, like, it's too much for them. They're, by the second or third day, they're just dying. But we want kids to know that, look, this is, this should be your norm. You should be doing this two to three, four times a week because you can. Your body can handle that, and it's only going to make you a better player. Most players here in Australia, Australia only get one training session and then one game. And that's what, a total of two hours tops, maybe two and a half. You're not going to become a better player or you're not going to become better at anything in life, only working on it two and a half hours out of the week. So we're, we're encouraging players to use our stick handling program, use our dry land program so they can become athletes first. So, you know, they become better hockey players from there. Yeah, absolutely. An all-round athlete, uh, you're going to have to do a bit of each to – to continue on, I guess. Now, let's uh, talk about what's coming up for NSA in 2020. Anything exciting, anything new coming up? Well, look, we haven't fully announced it, but uh, I guess now now would be the time. Is we're, we're, doing a, we're starting the first stage of our academy team. So kind of going back to the, back to the NSA Selects, um, after having that tournament win and everything like that and listening to so many parents, that want more for their kids, but don't know how to give it to them. Uh, essentially, we're going to start building that here. So there's a lot of academy teams overseas in Canada. It's, it's the big thing now where players essentially go to school, play on the hockey team. They train, like, say, around in the afternoon, go do some more classes, have team training in, uh, during the evening. And so right now we're not going to have players nationally live in one spot. However, we're trying to we're going to build it up over the next two to three years where our academy team will do like an overseas um, showcase tournament. So this year we're going to be going to Vancouver and November in October. So we're going to go to October and November or no, we're going to go to Vancouver in October for a tournament against uh, another probably about four or five academy teams. So one, our players can get scouted, hopefully, so then they can go to other academy teams over there but two, to give them exposure so that they understand what level they need to be at if they're going to be able to make that jump. So uh, that's one of the biggest things that we're going to be working on as a project this year is our NSA Selects Academy team. Um, outside of that, we have some big camps coming up. Um, we, we're going to do our normal big camp in uh, July, our school hockey days camp, which attracts 50 players, 50, 55 players. So that's going to be a big one come July at Hunter Ice Skating Stadium. And then we're looking to do uh, probably another week in Perth and then probably 
possibly another weekend um, help during the, the July school holidays. So that could get a little busy. But uh, outside of that, I would say everything else ticks on. You know, we have our weekly sessions, uh, morning personal sessions that we do. Um, I do some morning personals down in Sydney. And, uh, yeah, just keeping our presence and uh, keeping our, a good hockey and development presence uh, throughout all the states. Sounds like a busy year, mate. Let's uh, talk about the AIHL. Now, that kicks off um, in April. The Newcastle team's always up there. We've won quite a few championships. Do you see uh, the red, white, and blue at the pointy end this year? Oh, look, I, I would be <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I mean, we, I mean, each and every team probably has that, that outlook going into the season, but it's a matter of the preparation and it's a matter of what you're willing to do going into the season and how you maintain that. So, look, I, I think we have a strong squad. We've done some uh, great scouting this summer. Uh, got some good local talent plus some um, familiar plus new imports and uh, going with a, a local goalie combo this season. So I'm super excited. Plus with um, the extension of 20 minute periods, I think it's going to re, uh, require each and every team to not only bulk up their fitness level, but they're going to have to develop local talent. And uh, I feel like our local boys uh, can, can play with any, can play with the best of them. I mean, we had uh, our young locals like Patty Nade and Liam Van Waring, uh, Shane Jester that were playing minutes against other teams' imports. And I think that was a big reason why we did so well. Um, me as a coach, um, pretty much I, my biggest thing now, I had my first season. I was captain serious. I think, uh, you know, I may be able to pull some more fun strings, but uh, also focus on load management, um, making sure that the guys aren't burnt out, you have players that essentially have their nine to five jobs. They have families. Um, they have, you know, commitments to make. So during the hockey season, I want being on the ice. I want being at the rink to energize players. So that's going to be my big focus going into this season. But yeah, like you said, um, Newcastle, because we have such a long tradition of, of winning and being a part of the finals, um, I expect us to be a top four team and to and compete to be a top four team. But more importantly, uh, finish the season off well in the last weekend. Absolutely. Now, we're talking about the uh, juniors in the AIHL. Now, Newcastle's always had quite um, a strong junior base. Now, with those 20-minute periods, I didn't know that that extension um, started this year. That's pretty cool. You are going to have to run through all your lines to make sure that your players are getting that rest. So the younger players are going to play a massive role this year. Um, how do you, who do you see as some of your, our younger players coming through? Just those names you mentioned, or are there going to be some more um, young fellas getting their shot? Oh, look, you know, it's a, it's a part of the game, injuries, and it's not something that, you know, you like, but it, it's true. And um, last year when we, when we had some injuries, uh, Connor Schultz stepped up big for us and played a couple games as well as um, Alistair Rye. So Alistair is from the Central Coast, and he's been in, uh, you know, on our East Coast team for a while. So they're, they're on the smaller side, don't get me wrong, and we want them to you know, develop that strength. However, these kids, they bring a lot of speed. And with the game being more fa a faster, more skillful game, these players definitely possess that. So uh, I definitely see those two being able to, to crack the lineup regularly. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, 
kind of who kind of stands out within that. Also, we were able to uh, scout uh, another young defenseman. Um, he has, you know, pretty much an Australian um, parents, but he's been living in Seattle since the age 10. But um, his name's Ethan Hawes, and he's going to be playing with us. So he's a young defenseman kind of taking the same route that I did, uh, trying to do juniors and go to college. So um, he'll be a great kid to have around our import defenseman. So, you know, he can get developed and, you know, get mentored the right way. So, yeah, at, at the end of the day, we do have some young players that I, I do feel will scratch the lineup. And more than just getting a shift or two a period, I, I see them being able to contribute towards the team, and that's what we expect. And, you know, from the talks that we've had early in the season, I think all those guys really want to make their mark. So it, it's good to see hungry players. So what about uh, imports? How many imports are you allowed uh, per team? You're allowed – I want to say six in a season, you're allowed six altogether. Whether they, you have four and then you drop one and you grab another one, however it may be, but a total of six throughout the season, um, you're allowed to have six rostered at one time, but you're only allowed to uh, play four for a game. Yeah. So if you went to, say, Melbourne um, and you had your four imports, how many are allowed on the roster to travel to Melbourne? Oh, look, you, you can bring them all. Like like I said, you can have them all rostered, but essentially you only can play four. So if you had six imports and you were on the road and for whatever reason you had Melbourne Ice where you had a different game strategy compared to the Melbourne Mustangs, essentially, yeah, you could bring all six on the road. Uh, obviously, it gets a little bit costly for the GM, but uh, – <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're allowed to do that within our league. Yeah, awesome. All right, mate. Well, good luck with the North Stars uh, this year and also the NSA Academy. Uh, let us know where we can find you guys on social media and, and how people can get involved. Oh, look, we're on Facebook. Just, you know, search NSA Hockey. Um, Instagram, which is where we're probably most active, is NSA underscore hockey. Once again, NSA underscore hockey. Um, got a little bit Twitter, but pretty much between Instagram and Facebook, that's where you can be informed of everything that's happening from camp sessions. I, uh, I think from Instagram, you can kind of get some, um, ideas if you're a coach or if you're a player on some things that we work on and some of, uh, the things that we really embed into our players. So, uh, yeah, pretty much on those two platforms, reach us there. And at the end of the day, we're here for hockey players. We're here to educate. We're here to see others, you know, succeed in the game and have fun with it. So that's what we're all about. Awesome, mate. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Joel. Appreciate being part of the podcast. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, please share with a friend. If you're an iTunes listener, please give us a review. We look forward to bringing you someone new each week.